Welcome to the Generate Podcast, where we discuss the future where biology and technology merge to unlock insights and power discovery. Hey, everybody. This is Razib Khan, and I am here with something a little bit different today. Uh, this is the, um, the Generate Podcast is doing a crossover to unsupervised learning. And the reason I'm doing this is because a lot of you guys out there ask me what I do with my life, what I'm doing seven days a week. And you know what this startup uh, that I have is, and today I think I'm going to give you um, give you guys a thorough explanation of what I'm about, what I'm doing, what we're doing. Because I'm here with my co-founders Ashantanu Das and Taylor Capito, um, and you know we're going to be talking about science, you know, computer science, business, all sorts of things like that. Um, and we're partly doing this because we are a seed stage startup. Uh, you know, we're getting customers, we're coming out of stealth, uh, we're raising money, uh, we're getting partnerships. And um, as of this recording, we are preparing to go to San Francisco to the JP Morgan Healthcare Conference, and then we will go to Plant and Animal Genomes in San Diego. So we're kind of doing a little road trip here. And, um, you know, it's early 2024. Uh, we are doing our little coming out now. Um, you know, we're good to go. Uh, this is the real deal. And, um, you know, uh, I might as well tell you about what I'm doing now. This is as good as time as any. Um, I didn't really want to talk about it in detail candidly before because, you know, when you're a, a startup that's just assembling things and in stealth, you're raising money, you're getting together people uh, that can do the things that you want to do, and you're clarifying and specifying your vision, um, you don't want to expose that out there immediately. But um, this is not immediately anymore. I've been doing this for a couple of years with these guys. And um, I think we're ready uh, to talk about what we're doing and what we want to do and what we want to achieve. So uh, with that, I want to introduce my co-founders, uh, Shantanu Das, Dr. Shantanu Das and Taylor Capito, uh, CTO and CEO, respectively, of Generate. Uh, Shantanu, tell them about yourself. Yeah, hi, everyone. Um, my name is Shantanu Das, and uh, my background is um, mostly in the area of computer science, the application of computer science to solve uh, complex system level problems, and it can be vertical specific as well. Uh, now, the way I got into it is kind of like I'm a person with data at heart. That's how I describe myself. And uh, and 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 the, and the era we are going through right now in multiple verticals, including the life science, where we have uh, a huge flask of data flowing in, and now, the objective uh, what we have here is how to make the best use of this data how to bring in uh, bring better access to these data sets and and how people can make make use of this data in the most efficient way in the most productive way and that's where i kind of uh, come into picture uh, my objective is to actually build systems uh, where people can make use of it, have the greatest experience, uh, kind of like handle the nitty gritty details of the IT complexities in a more seamless way and uh, kind of do major breakthroughs in science. And, and that's the whole objective I have and that's how I kind of showed up uh, uh, for Generate. And currently I'm the CTO here and we'll be happy to talk about how we are actually forcing the future and how we'll take the whole uh, life science. We plan to take the whole life science landscape uh, somewhere people will be very comfortable uh, to make use of the latest and greatest technology, including the best use of the AI in their applications. Yeah. Yeah, we're, and we're going to go into we're going to get into the technical details, uh, uh, you know, um, shortly. But um, you know, and we're going to go into like we're going to break down a little bit what Shantanu said because I think some of you, you know, what does vertical mean? Like these sorts of things. Like a lot of my audience will not be uh, as as familiar with this tech business uh, jargon lexicon as you are. Um, so we'll get into that. But uh, first, uh, I want uh, Taylor to introduce. I think yeah. some of you guys know Taylor because um, I have linked to the podcast that I did with her from last year uh, on the Substack, and so you guys kind of know her. And also, if you follow me on social media, I have a few <laughs> pictures with her. But uh, Taylor, introduce yourself. Well, so I find myself in a room with a microphone and Razib again, <laughs> but this time I we have an MLAI guru here with us, so this should be really interesting. Um, no, it's great. It's great. No Tolkien talk. No Tolkien talk. No Tolkien talk? How did you know that was exactly <laughs> where I was going? Yeah. Okay. Um, 
my background is product. And actually, before I ever um, did anything entrepreneurial, I worked with Shantanu. So we've known each other for a while. Um, I, um, I think for those of you who have listened to the previous podcast, you know that I came out of cybersecurity before doing this. And so I won't spend a lot of time there. But the core principle was productivity and um, also data. And so the two within the biospace, particularly within life sciences, uh, science, uh, the life sciences are now becoming interchangeable. Um, you can completely change how you do an experiment, how you um, how we research and, and the trajectory of science by by doing a data driven approach. And that's something that we here at Generate, I'm really excited to do more of a technical yeah. podcast on what we're doing, because that's something that we here at Generate take um really as a core principle in how we've built the company. Yeah. And so um, without further ado, Razib, I'll let you kick, kick off sure. this discussion and we can yeah. dive into the, the technical weeds. And then I think... Um, and we'll close out with like, you know, some of the... Because business is important. You got to pay the bills. Yeah, you know? yeah. Well, we could... Yeah, I think you mentioned that you had plans. We'll close out with a little bit more information about yeah. what we're doing at Generate and our yeah, longer yeah, yeah. term goals. We'll give, we'll give people a roadmap. Just... Look, I I know some of you are like, oh, this is like a weird podcast for Razib to do. Um, I don't, you know, usually talk about this sort of stuff, but like, I'm not gonna lie, um, I get asked all the time, and I'm really kind of like, you know, I'm not gonna say I'm sick of it. Like, I do like talking <laughs> about what I'm doing, but I do repeat the same things over and over again. So, you know, this podcast does have a functional utilitarian role in my life in terms of I'm just gonna send people the link when they email me. I, I was thinking of something even funnier. Like you're just walking around with your phone. Somebody asks you, "Hey, what are you doing?" And you just click play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so I mean, normally I just send people to um, the website, but you know, we're working on updating the information on the website. But you know, it, it's a little um, underspecified, and we'll get into the specifics. We with... do that on purpose. Yeah, 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 yeah. We right? do, we do. But we'll, we'll get a little bit more into specifics into the science with Sean to do. Um, I do want to say, in terms of science, uh, most of you know I'm, I'm a geneticist. My background is in genetics. I'm really passionate about the science. Um, and, you know, I write about science, I read science papers, I think about science, and uh, genetics is, is my job, but it's also my hobby. Um, I talk about genetics all the time in real life. Taylor knows all about that. Yes. Uh, so um, why am I here? Why am I doing Generate? Uh, well, because Generate, you know, is about accelerating science, okay? And, like, that can sound like a... I think t to a normal, um, you know, like, let's say our funders, let's, you know, they're like, oh, there's another buzzword. This guy is talking about accelerating science. Those of you who consume my content know that I really do want to accelerate science. Yeah. It's not just a buzzword for me. Like I would be super excited if I had a lot more science to consume. And so that's one of the reasons I'm here. Um, it's not just my consumption, obviously. Uh, those of you out there know that... Um, you know, aside from using genetics to figure out about our past, uh, we can also use genetics to predict disease. Well, yeah, yeah I mean, that's that's why I yeah got in. I mean, that's why Taylor got it. Yeah, yeah, my my autoimmune and and other issues that I was having, and just being frustrated yeah. that why we have data now, why are we not having um, yeah. cures produced faster? Yeah, science produced faster, and um, how could I help? How could we help? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To get it there. To make a better world. I mean, that's yeah. cliche. People yeah. say, like, make a better world, or this whole Silicon Valley tech thing. But, um, you know, we're not – we didn't go get jobs at Procter & Gamble uh, to, you know, make, you know, better, like, cleaning supplies that are distributed, marketed, and branded well. I mean, that's fine. People need to do that. I'm not dissing on that at all. Yeah. But we are a startup. Uh, we're doing something entrepreneurial. We want to do something transformative. Uh, we want to make a difference in the lives of people – uh, that I consider colleagues and friends. I mean, that's that's my interest. Taylor is is interested. Um, you know, her interest started very personally uh, with the issue related to HLAs and disease risks and inflammatory risks and all these things. So you know, news you can use. And she was frustrated with what she encountered. And this is the story of so many startups. Someone tries to do something for themselves, and they realize, oh, the the tools are not available. Like, what's going on here? And that is why you know. Well yeah, I, I mean, that's why we, we're needed. Um, yeah. That's why at each stage um, of a problem, you need to have yeah. various different solutions. And we talk about collaboration, yeah. and you talked about friends and colleagues. I mean, the labs that are that are researching these cures, that are making um, headwinds into these discoveries, 
nothing would happen without them, but we want to kickstart them yeah. in their journey. We want to jumpstart them. That's where the, the productivity comes in. And um, I think this is like a great segue into the reason, Shantanu, that you and I first started talking because you have um, in, a, in a different industry mm-hmm. w- during your time at NASA, you have real world experience working with these types of unstructured uh, data sets, working with things that um, have a real world um, impact and, and making them, um, you know, making them more intelligent. Right, really. right. Yeah. So I think uh, before we even jump into the uh, data structure, yeah. so something we talked about, right? Basically, the real world problems are very multidisciplinary in nature. And that's the beauty of it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so earlier I used the word verticals. Verticals are typically uh, major areas like life science could be termed as a vertical where we are focusing right now. Yeah. And it could be fintech or it could be, uh, you know, like uh, uh, legal tech or anything, right? Something similar. So I have I, I have worked on e-commerce side. I have worked on uh, bit on fintech side, security side and so forth, right? Uh, but life science where we really... Uh, uh, have a huge demand in terms of like how we can make breakthroughs. And I think, uh, you know, we went through the pandemic period. Yeah. I think we really know what what we should be ready for. Yeah. And it's not one man's problem, one individual's problem. It's actually an effort that the industry should give yeah. in a more collaborative way where mm-hmm. domain experts kick in like Razib, uh, you know, like you have deep knowledge about like the subject, right? Basically, you are the subject yeah. matter expert and kind of like how do we uh, productize things so that people can make the best use of it. And that's why we kick in, right? Basically. And uh, Taylor just made a, a very interesting point, mm-hmm. right? Basically, uh, I think like two, two and a half years back, yeah. we started talking about the advancement we have seen in other areas like e-commerce or uh, fintech, right? Basically, people have been using uh, uh, machine learning, AI, um, uh, trying to get the, uh, you know, the power of the data, well, right, y- right? Yeah, and you you had told me the story about some of the, um, like, problems that existed even in flight aviation safety yes. when, during your time at NASA. And so, like, when... when um, this problem needed to be solved it was um it was too relevant <laughs> i just remember the lunch that we had it was too relevant not to because sequence data yes right and yeah. i don't know if like yeah. like even more relevant there, there's there's challenges with scaling there's challenges with productivity in every industry yeah e-commerce is a great vertical comparison because right. they they things just happened and un- unfolded so rapidly. Right. But I, I was um, more making the segue into your actual personal experience. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I think what we have seen is uh, like in my earlier experience, it's not only the uh, sequence, uh, typically sequence that you see in genetics. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's more like the sequence of actions people take, the yeah. way they would mm-hmm. like to accomplish a goal. Yeah. Let's think yeah. about it in a more generic framework. Uh, now, in addition to that, the complexity of the system is huge because it's like several environmental things or individual human, multiple human concept, right? It's kind of like a very complex system uh, we have been handling. So the whole idea of like, how do we solve uh, or transform another vertical Mm. is something where uh, Taylor and me, we started long long back. And then we kind of realized that there is a need that we actually democratize people's access, scientists' access to yeah. data, make it simple. Sure, experience sure. should be simple, and 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 people should make use of the power of the data. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah I mean, when you talk about bio data as a system, mm-hmm. and you're thinking multiomics, mm-hmm. right? You're not thinking just genomes, exactly. not just genetic information. You're you want to think about, you know, expression, RNA, protein. Um, metabolites, patient records, right? All of these things in a system together. If you don't, if you don't solve the problem of making the data accessible, if you don't solve the problem of integration and um, comp- like, like pulling this data together and making this experience, then it it doesn't have the same impact. You can't have the same output, right? And so um, I definitely 
think that we needed, we knew that to answer the questions that we wanted to answer, to accelerate the um, the experimental journey for scientists the way that we wanted to and help them be more productive, um, we couldn't just be a closed box. Right. 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 So you actually brought up a very interesting point about the complexities, right? Yeah. Basically, where you are bringing in multifaceted data sets, which yeah. supports, mm -hmm. and we really need to create a context to solve the problem. Yes. Yeah. Now, I really feel blessed that, that our... Uh, uh, academic partners and also some of them whom I don't know or maybe yeah. they are making tremendous progress yeah because we have to acknowledge the uh, the thrust we get from the academic side the innovations we get yeah. from the academic side so yeah. tremendous now what we are trying to do here is definitely learn from it yeah. learn about the problem and I used a term called productize it right so it yes. requires the experience for people to scale things yeah, so yeah. that a wider audience can yeah. make the best use of it yeah well i mean razib i don't know if you want to touch on some of the really incredible things that our customers are doing but um academic partners industry mm -hmm. right i mean we're, we're talking about use cases like longevity yeah ca cancer cancer yeah i mean yeah, I mean, very diverse use cases i mean the data is I mean, data is, is an abstraction. It's an abstract term, but concretely, it's just like all over. It's like radiates outward into so many domains, right? Mm -hmm. And these things are all related to each other, yeah. too, but they can't be solved with one solution. So yeah. you need to have research being done pretty regularly. And um, yeah, the, the, the problem that we saw that you talked about with access. I mean, there's, it's a threefold problem. People are really excited about, about ML and AI right now, especially AI, right? Um, but, ML and AI. Yeah, yeah. But um, if you can't access the data mm -hmm. and the data isn't usable or contextualized, the output of what you would get from a model yeah. is not going to be rich. Yeah. And then who suffers? The researchers. Yeah. The researchers. Yeah. And in science what the biggest difference that you see versus other industries because you were talking about vertical comparisons mm -hmm. and you brought up e-commerce mm -hmm. and within the life sciences it one huge foundational difference that we noticed that made it very important to have flexibility and um, give scientists autonomy was that the need for reproducibility yeah. the the need to know your methods um, yeah you cannot publish you cannot um go through trial without um without the scientists knowing exactly what was done to the data yeah it's a really important part of the scientific experimental process obviously and yeah. so that changed really how we had to handle that, that i mean it made a lot of the features that we focused on in the platform a lot of the problems and challenges that we um, needed to solve were focused around keeping the scientists in control of that data and um, maintaining reproducibility. Yeah. Um, and so, um, it, like, I wanted to circle back to that. I know I went into our, our customers, and they, but, like, I, I went into longevity, therapeutics, cancer, academic research, all of these things. These are scientists solving problems. They need to publish papers. They yeah. need to do trials. And what does that mean? It means that they need granular control over their data, yeah. which means that um, putting, removing that and having the, a dependency on, on external, you know, third parties to maintain and manage the data without that connection point mm -hmm. um, can slow that process yeah. tremendously. Yeah, let me, um, so I'm going to like segue a little bit, just, you know, you mentioned productization, user experience is a big thing that we talk about. And we'll get into ML and AI, like the nitty gritty, the technical details. I want, I want Sean to new, I want Dr. Das to, to, uh, to, to teach us a little bit about that in the technical uh, sense. But, um, Productization. So this is an example that I use. Uh, I was talking to these guys about this yesterday, actually. Uh, you know, I think ChatGPT uh, is an example of user experience and productization transforming technology, its impact, mm -hmm. its scale, um, its penetration into society. Because the API for uh, GPT existed for years. Mm -hmm. It was there. So people could have done something with it, but they didn't. Uh, because, well, it's an API, application programming interface, like, you know, how do we, it's for engineers, it's for a very small set of the population. When you put the chat with it, the interaction, the engagement, the kind of window onto the world 
everybody swarmed in. The training set blew up. OpenAI became uh, a much bigger company uh, in terms of cultural footprint, in terms of valuation. And AI became this massive thing, not because of a specific technological change, because LLMs had been around for at least five years at that point. Uh, LLMs were the technological change, and they had just been scaling LLMs. What happened was they created a user experience on top of that, and that really caused the inflection point in terms of the cultural awareness of artificial intelligence, of AI. And now we have Google, and uh, Facebook has its own version, I think with Llama, uh, Anthropic, all of these companies that are coming up, and it's because of this productization and user interface. So we're talking about the science now. Science is super important. The technical aspects are super important. Like nothing exists without the LLMs, without the machine learning, without the artificial intelligence. But you can't just have that a la carte alone uh, for humans because humans are human and we interact with technology in a particular way. And, you know, that's one of the things that we're doing here. Uh, Obviously, underlying it is real science, is real engineering, but, you know, we're productizing it. Uh, we're making it accessible to scientists. Like that's that's what we really want to um, to use our product to generate. Uh, so scientists, science. You know, we've been talking about a lot of business stuff. Uh, I want to uh, move into science, and so Shantanu, uh, uh, Doctor Das, uh, you have been you know in this field for a while of machine learning, artificial intelligence. Uh, most of you, I think, most of you probably know, but maybe if you don't, uh, you know, you came out of astronomy. Uh, a lot of astronomy has been dealing with big data for way longer than biology. So they're, you know, a decade or two ahead of us. And so they had to pioneer a lot of the things that biology is now having to confront. So it makes sense that Shantanu would come from that background and see an opportunity in this context. But uh, before we get into, you know, more of the product and our roadmap and where we're going and what we want to do, machine learning. What is machine learning? So, uh, the simple way to look into it and the way I look into it is it's same as what exactly we do while we raise a kid. That's it. Okay. Okay, okay you got to unpack that for okay, us. Okay, I have to unpack that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there are certain patterns we introduce and we help them learn on those patterns each and every day. So what it means is the more patterns we have, more examples of those patterns we have, they learn faster. They understand that what exactly needs to be done under certain situations, certain context, right? So this is the foundation of the learning, right? When we are talking about data, data is kind of, if you think about it, we, we cannot think data in silos, right? In silo in the sense, uh, standalone, right? We'll have to bring in the correct context in which the data has been generated, right? Now, what we do in machine learning is kind of building an agent in this case who learns on this data set based on how we instruct. I, I would like to point out here something important. A lot of times we have misconceptions that machine learning, AI are here to replace human scientists. That's not true because we build them, right? And these are agents meant to help us get better on our day-to-day activities. That's the objective. Like we, we've created extensions Ex- of ourselves exactly. to, to further... The, the tool of impact that we yes have. yeah exactly yes it yeah. think about it another way it gives us opportunities to be more creative more disruptive yeah. in life yeah right right think yeah. about it right because what essentially would like to do we'd like to actually handle a lot of things unfortunately it's 24 hours a day but that's why machine learning can help us give us back a portion of the uh, day yeah saying where we have the opportunity to discover things, kind of bring our intellectual uh, yeah. element in. Yeah. That's what it does. And yeah. that's why, that's how we built AI. Think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, I want to get into more into machine learning, but I will say in terms of this idea that it's a tool, you know, it's a kind of a lever that we use to, you know, make human productivity greater. So I actually uh, just recorded a podcast and uh, I think it will come out mm-hmm. a couple of days after this one comes out. Uh, with a uh, data scientist, former Google data scientist named Seth uh, Stevens Davidovitz. He was also a data journalist for a while. uh, And he wrote a book uh, in 30 days. And he did it. uh, it It's a data science. It's data analysis of NBA. 
And what he did is, uh, I think it was Code Interpreter, which is uh, comes out of uh, OpenAI. He used Code Interpreter to generate the queries, and um, he used Dolly to ge- do all the illustrations. And he's going to do more of this over the next, like, I guess the next six months, he plans to write two more books. Mm-hmm. And so obviously this is an increase in productivity. You know, a book that probably would have taken six months to a year. Uh, mostly the book wasn't... The book was written by him. It was not written by ChatGPT. It was not written by Generative AI. But the code that he used to generate the statistical analysis mm-hmm. was created by the AI. And that's what really accelerated. And like those of you out there who've used GitHub Copilot and all these things, you know exactly what I'm talking about here. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm going to quote a friend of mine, Jason Scharf. Um, on how he, that, that that I use I use this because we 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 discovered we were using I'll give GPT as the example yeah uh, we were using it the same way it was draft one dot five yeah so you 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 uh, if you're gonna be utilizing um, existing LLMs in the most effective way um, the content that they create is it, you do need the human variable and and you want to target it somewhere so you put in your content unstructured. Mm-hmm. Basically, 1.5 is asking ChatGPT, structure that for me in whatever context you want, if it's you're putting together a report, um, and then you can refine it, yeah. and that's version 2. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so, like, version 1 and 2, there's still a human element there. Version 1.5, that's where a lot of the, the editing and organization go. That's what takes an immense amount of time. Yeah. So, I, I think one of the best ways to use LLMs, to your point, maybe how... Um, the individual that you recently interviewed on the podcast uh, also um, used it as is basically cutting out that horrible middle part of editing and organizing yeah, yeah, yeah. and restructuring. Iterating was way faster, is what he said. Yes. Yeah. Basically, yeah. all the trial and error, just ex- everything accelerated way, way. Like, I mean, you guys will listen to it in the podcast. Cause we talked most, we talked a lot about like NBA stuff, like the, the patterns he found, but the last third of the podcast was about using AI and how he thinks, I mean, he actually thinks in 10 years, like, that AI will be able to write the book itself without him, but he's still got a decade. So that's his, that's his estimation. We'll see. Well, I'm going to, oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to bring up a really important point that we talk about a lot, Shantanu, which um, is, I, I know something that, that you take very seriously, which is the importance of, in these kinds of contexts, particularly when you think healthcare, human in the middle. Yeah. Human in the middle AI, human in the middle yeah. automation, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't know if you want to. So, so I think, I, I think, yeah. So I, I think we talked about like Razib and Titeller, you mentioned about ChatGPT. Those are actually very external facing. Yeah. Uh, 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 external fa- facing applications which bring human interaction, yeah. right? Now, I would like to dig a little bit deeper. Uh, like what's happening? Because our audience, they are scientific people. They're very knowledgeable people. They understand science way yeah. better than this. So think about it this way. So I, My audience too. Yeah. So, uh, so what essentially is happening here is there is a core scientific logic, right? And eventually, once you uh, dissect the steps, you will see eventually what it is doing is it is getting into the fundamental building blocks of computer science. Yeah. What does that mean? Basically, even if you look into... Uh, uh, the alignment algorithm. Right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Those are very reliable, well-written code, right? Now, if you kind of break it down uh, from the science point of view... All right, wait, wait, one second, really quickly. I got to interrupt. Alignment, you're talking about sequence alignment. Sequence alignment. So we get raw reads, we get raw reads, mm-hmm. uh, 300 base pairs, and, you know, something like uh, BWA, uh, Burroughs-Wheeler algorithm... Uh, it's the implementation of it. It takes it and aligns it against the reference genome. It's a compute intense. It's basically a computer science problem. Just, just to, you know, you need the genome to be sequenced in the correct order. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So this is a biological problem. Yeah. This, is a, this is a biological question that's solved through computer science. That is correct. You know? So if you think about every scientific system, it can be actually broken down into foundational problems. Yeah. Right? For example, I, I gave the... Uh, uh, the example of alignment because it's simpler to visualize yeah. but it is a, a an essential step even yeah. if we have to get into a level where you can make use of the data well like, you're, you're talking about making the data usable this usable. is one of our we have making the usable the, the data uh, accessible usable 
then mining it, for instance. Yes. Right. Right. Um, and and so you're talking about the stage of processing it to make it usable. That is correct. Yeah. That is correct. And I I would like to take a small problem and and we can immediately figure out how how we can create an impact if yeah. we bring in machine learning AI as part of the process. Yeah. Right. Thinking about a foundational small step alignment, sequence alignment step, it can be broken down into how how uh, the reads are being generated, being compared, because we have a reference, yeah. right? And then being linked together, which is chaining step, right? Yeah. Eventually, right? Yeah. So now if you think each of those steps, they can be computationally mm. expensive. Now how we do it is exactly where we can bring in this latest and greatest technologies of AI and machine learning, right? Yeah. Basically, how to do that. Okay, okay, I, I, I got a question here. Sure. Um, I'm going to interject because I'm going to go into like a little bit of detail because mm -hmm. I always forget this, okay? Um, you know, I, I don't know if something happens with your brain as you get older. You know, sometimes I get interested in computer science things and I try to like dig right. deep into things and then I understand and then I forget about it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so machine learning. Mm -hmm. um, you talked in the abstract sense of what machine learning is. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, it learns uh, off training sets. What's the difference between something like an SVM or random forest? Like if these are machine learning like frameworks that I've used, but I honestly, like, I'm not gonna lie, I don't know how they work. So, <laughs> so it, 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 again, Machine learning, you can think of it as a tool, you can think of it as a process, but at the end of the day, you want to achieve something, Yeah. right? And you can think about your target to be, you want to, you know, separate apples from oranges. That's one type of problem. Yeah. Okay. Or you can say, I have given a bunch of apples and I will try to figure out the other fruits which looks very close to apples. So this is another kind of problem okay right? and all these are what what essentially machine learning would solve yeah right uh, to be more technical the first problem about separating apples and oranges which is not that trivial in real life is classification problem yeah right and in some other cases it could be saying hey I would like to do a regress over it and try to find out like you know do, do some regression and all this stuff so yeah, yeah these are the main classifications yeah. right now that's from the utility point of view. Yeah. Correct. Now, within classification, you can have various representations of the data. For example, someone says that, hey, I would like to actually uh, kind of like try to find out if this is an orange or if this is an apple and I would be happy. Right. Mm. Now, interestingly, someone might ask this question saying, I would like to build a tree structure where I would classify these fruits based on certain patterns, yeah. certain yeah. attributes, right? And that is exactly where you use the different versions of the algorithm. For example, random forest. It yeah. gives you a v intuitive, when I say intuitive, that's how human think, yeah. right? Yeah. Basically in a structure, right? Which is a tree structure. Right? Yeah. That's how it is being used. Now, uh, uh, now, uh, SVM, which is support vector machines, yeah. is a more complicated, it does the same thing, classification, but it's more complicated from the math point of view, but it's capable of solving complex problems. And yeah. here is an example. What if there are multiple fruits, which is in between apples and oranges? Yeah. Hmm. That's not going to be trivial. Different types of oranges, mandarin, exactly, blonde, whatever. And yeah. that's the more... The, the, Someone uh, throws a kumquat in there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. As the complexity of yeah. the problem goes higher, it demands you either one or both, bring more data, more patterns, or bring complex algorithms, which comes with a cost. Yeah, and, yeah. And in, like at Generate, what we are trying to do is while you make use of this complex algorithm, first of all, you should have access to all the data sets. You should make use of it seamlessly. Third, as I mentioned, it comes with a cost. There will be computation cost and all this stuff. And we are actually optimizing it at each mm. step so that yeah. you achieve your goal with a great experience at the same time your cost to achieve. I'm, I always think about ROI. Yeah. What's my ROI? Return so on I, investment. I can, I can yeah. maximize your ROI while yeah. you are doing these experiments. Well, we set up our model so that we win as the scientists win. Yes. That's exactly like what... 
as science as research yeah. grows, we want the data to grow. Yeah. We want the research to grow. Yeah. So we want to bring costs down. We want to bring barrier to entry down. Yeah. We want to make things available. This is all productivity and access challenges. Exactly. Right? Right. And streamlining the process. And so um what you're talking about with return on investment for the scientist, right? Essentially you get more out of less data. Mm-hmm. More answers, more cures, more discovery. Yeah. Um uh you can do more research on less mm-hmm. with, yeah. with less effort, whether it's less time, less money, that, that in a nutshell is what we're trying to do. So, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Well, so, um, you know, I, I want to ask about SVMs and random yeah, forests yeah. and stuff like that. Cause I was like, you know, uh, it's like, to use an analogy, it's, it's like I'm at a company where we're trying to build a new type of car, but just so you guys know, we do have a guy who knows how the engine works. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I just want to make that clear to people, right? Um, you know, and it's like we can figure out the engine, but I'm just saying that's not our core competency. You know, yeah, yeah. it's like I just want to make sure that the engine works. And like, you know, Shantanu just gets under there, and, you know, he figures it out. So that is always something we've said about our team that we love is the complementary skill yeah. sets that we have. Um, and this extends beyond just the three of us. This extends to our greater team. I mean, we have we're having an onsite this week. Yeah, we've got team members here. It's it's uh it's pretty exciting to know that we we have that because yeah. really, I mean, that's you talk. We're about, assembling. We're assembling a team. Well, no, you were. <laughs> we're saying, drawing up a list. You were saying. You were saying like our competency yeah. isn't knowing how the engine is built. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's like that was a great analogy when you're thinking about building a car. Well, you need somebody to say like what what's what what is considered luxury. How am yeah. I going to talk to the um, the like customers of exactly you know and know what what is considered luxury how how do you get the air conditioning to run mm-hmm. so like even within i i mean i'm i'm gonna break this down like within technology there there are different competencies yeah. right and so one of the things i love about our team like our whole team is how complementary we are yeah to one another just to get things rolling yeah and you need you need different people to do different things and specialization people read their adam smith they know that uh going back to the technology as we wind down before we like, you know pivot to our roadmap you know give give you guys a little bit uh more red meat about the business but um artificial intelligence ai uh, it's so the company's called generate you know mm-hmm. uh just so you guys know i mean we were think, ai before it was cool yeah so artificial intelligence is a general uh catch-all category i think a lot of people when they think of ai they think of 2001 and hal and you know whatever okay that that's in the, in the movies um okay dr das like what is artificial intelligence how do you distinguish it from machine learning so uh so it has been there it has been there before machine learning got uh, popular that is the truth so it has been there i think uh, there were relevant research that has been done in the, in the time frame of 1970s on artificial intelligence yeah. right so uh so uh, the the interesting part of the artificial intelligence is it follows a it follows some architecture behind it okay and we know where it is coming from right yeah. basically it's more like uh, uh, we always want to build something some agents which can uh demonstrate similar intelligence as human so think about it right we are trying pass the turing test yes and kind of like we are trying to mimic that yeah. in, as part of the architecture yeah. and it's not going to be simple because there are like billions of uh, you know like neurons, uh, neurons yeah. and there are mechanism to fire them and exactly if you think about it exactly that's how it works mm-hmm. right it is modeled with nodes which are kind of like the you know yeah. right and then it has different firing mechanism which one should respond at the cost of what and it creates the correct context yes. right yes. so it's think about it a mathematical representation of how an intelligent agent like a human will tend to think yeah i still use the word tend because they are not as intelligent as human i am not yet honestly. not yet yes right however uh they are pretty good uh in terms of identifying uh uh repetitive jobs identifying what what are the potential solutions and eventually where we are leading actually the whole world is leading towards is it can evolve over time yeah mm-hmm. right yeah. now the part we should remember is 
creativity is still on us. I got it. And it gives us the opportunity to be more creative. Yeah. At the cost of we use artificial yeah, intelligence yeah. in our favor. That is very important. Yeah. Well, okay. You know, um, you know, we're emphasizing like how AI, you know, can help us and I think, you know, I've had several computer scientists on this podcast. Uh, and I think this is just a common view. You're a computer scientist too. So obviously that's what we believe. I mean, I do agree with you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, so maybe uh, I need to have someone who's more scared of artificial intelligence on some point. Cause like, I think we're, we're presenting a very optimistic scenario. And I think in the short term, it's definitely optimistic. I can't see any downside. I mean, you know, I'm sure you guys have uh, gotten notifications of fraud alerts. Well, uh, well th- I mean, that's artificial intelligence. Like something happened, you know? Well, the, the, the output, is only as good as the input. Yeah, the, the downside yeah, is yeah. is happens when there is no governance on what goes into the model. Yeah, and people utilize something. I mean, the well known example is is hallucinations, but like there there's also utilizing something inaccurate. Yeah. Right, and the impacts of that industry in various industries that could be more impactful. Well, I mean, like, but, we're talking we're talking about like genetics, genomics. Like, you don't yeah. want hallucinations on like. Well, mm-hmm. well, more than and more than that though, there's a privacy element. Yeah. Um, you need to govern how, you know, the model is is set up and and how the information that goes into the model is yeah. is is anonymized, um, de-identified, in our context, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but this this is across context, even in some of the consumer models, like how do you protect information? You you asked about what's a downside. That's where I see the downside, failing yeah. to govern before the data goes into okay. the model. Okay, okay. So yeah. we're, lo- we're looping back to kind of this, the, the bigger scaffold of the company yeah. and what we're doing. Yeah. You know, um, so I want to like wind this down that way. Uh, you know, so people sometimes ask me like, okay, what does Generate do? Um, you know, simple, I mean, there's a variety of answers you can give of various lengths, like, you know, one thing I say is, you know, 80% of the time of a lot of people in my field in, in bioinformatics genomics is doing information technology stuff, and I want to reduce that as much as yeah. possible so they can do more science. Okay, so like, you know, that's an outcomes-based, it's a results-based um, explanation, you know. We have a platform, you know, we have all these things going on. Uh, what, what do you say, Taylor? Uh, Taylor, I mean, obviously you're the one who talks most to like investors and you know you're on most of the customer calls potential yeah. customer calls and partnerships what do you tell people there so if i'm going along the vein of what we've been talking about to the audience that we're talking about i think there's a core concept of making the data accessible usable and mineable but when i'm talking to people outside of an audience like that i'm thinking more of like what are the impacts of that and who are we helping um we you, you talked about our customers yeah when I'm on a call, when I'm on a call with our customers, I'm trying to understand um, where they're struggling, where there's a pain, what their goals are, right? And so really what we do is we are trying to fast track their ability to do their job. Yeah. The, the scientists. Yeah, yeah, like the when, scientists, you're think- yeah. when you're thinking of a of our customer as an entity, yeah, you're thinking about um, businesses. Yes. You're, B2B. Therapeutics, oh, B to B pharma. to B to C, something like that. Yeah, um, but within that business, who are we helping? Well, we're helping their scientists, the, the the ones dealing with data, the ones in the dry lab, the ones who have to handle all these challenges. Yeah, and I ultimately um, want them to have more output. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. It, it, this goes back to, you know, the what I was talking about, the guy who wrote the book, Seth. You know, uh, he wrote a book in a month that might have taken six months. Yeah. I mean, look, there's too many, arguably there's too many publications that are kind of filler. What I want is people producing real value-added science five times faster. That's the dream. People don't, if you think about why someone goes into scientific research, it's usually creativity and curiosity. Yeah, curiosity. They yeah, yeah. want to be finding things. They want to be publishing. New results, new results. They don't want to be doing the things that, a solution like ours can take care of. And so I just find, um, like when I'm talking to a customer and I tell them what we do, it's that I want to make their lives easier. Yeah, yeah. And and remove some of the headache, make it so that they don't have to be an ops person and a researcher. They can focus on the exciting discoveries, cures, getting more trials out, getting more papers published. Um, When I'm talking to somebody who isn't in the scientific field, um, I, I will often talk about the outputs of that. 
I want you to be able to have more cures. Yeah. So <laughs> I want to live longer. Yeah. Right. And how do how is, what, what can I do? Yeah, that's the output. That's the output. Yeah. Let, let me let me speak to it from yeah. like perspective of someone in genomics. Here's what I would say. Like, what I want to do. Um, uh, like let's say, I don't know. There's some new organism. Uh, it's got like a you know reasonable. It's 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 eukaryotic. It's complicated. Let's say it's like three gigabases or something like that. Right. Three billion. Sorry. Like mm -hmm. a human. Okay, but not human. It's something like that. What I want to happen is um, have like a setup of, of a box. Like imagine the box. And it's like uh, sequences are coming off and I just want it to be like, uh, just I just want to like type a command prompt, um, the most accurate alignment possible. And then I just wanted to do it. I want, I wanted to find like the best aligner, even if it's like compute intense and it takes a long time. I want it to be accurate, et cetera, et cetera. If I have another case where it's like fast, I'll be like, the fastest alignment possible. And then I wanted to do it. And I don't want to know what aligner it is. I wanted to like be able to quickly scan what type of species it is mm -hmm. and be like, oh, this is like better for non-human organism. This is better for that. These are the kind of things that we do all the time. We have to think about it. We have to read papers. I don't want to do that. I want the DNA. I want the variation. Yep. I want to do the analysis. That's what I'm talking well, about. Well, and, right. and so that's who we're trying to help. Yeah, yeah. And then you think about the broader impact. Yeah. I mean, there's various different stages, yeah. right? There's what is the pain point of the scientist and, and making the things that are already available more easily usable to them at their fingertips. Yeah. There's also disruption that we want to do. Scientific data is not standard. Yeah. Right. This is the other thing I talk about. So to get, so, so we want to make that more efficient. We want to optimize and increase the um, productivity of that process yeah. on the data itself, like agnostic to a person using it and making it more easily accessible, usable, re re retrievable. Right. And what, like, so what? What is the output of that? Well, just imagine a world where. Um, you get these kinds of results more real time, real time diagnostics, faster cure yeah. generation, right? Like faster response. And really what you need to do for that is, yeah. is make the data available, accessible, usable, and, and then gear it at the scientist who's going to be making that call because it right. is always human in the middle. All right. 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 One, one particular area, right? Basically, if you think, right, the same question you asked, right? A few minutes back, right? So, I want to do it cheaper, faster, accurate results, right? And I want to have a secure envir environment where I can share and collaborate, yeah. Yeah. right? Now, remember, science is incremental. Yeah. It's not magic, right? It will build, right? That's where we contribute or we are trying to contribute a lot, bringing in this latest and greatest technologies sure. as well as this artificial intelligence and all this stuff because reproducibility is something critical here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically, uh, you know, because it's incremental in nature. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So the ecosystem we are trying to bring it in is optimizing this for yeah. five things. Sure. That's right. what we essentially we are doing. If you think about it. Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. It's 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 bringing the tools that scientists need in a way that they can use them. Mm -hmm. Um. And and also just making. Yeah the data itself richer. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, so we got to close out. I, I want to say something here. Uh, we're obviously B2B. Um, this is one reason that, you know, we're not B2C. Um, I, I've worked in consumer genomics companies before. You guys know this. Um, you know, you guys know this, but the people listening out there know this. Uh, the issue with B2B is like, ultimately there is a C. And so the scientists that we are serving, uh, for those of you out there, imagine like much faster diagnostics, much faster direct-to-consumer genomics, much faster scientific pr uh, publications, mm -hmm. um, all these things that you guys want. Uh, you don't care about, you know, yeah. alignment or BWA. All, you don't care about all these details. What you care about is that the scientists do science. That's what we're trying to do, okay? That is the output. That is the ultimate. I mean, you know, Shantanu said the science is not magic. Any sufficiently advanced technology is magic, though, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's what Arthur C. Clarke said. I want to make alignment i want to make a lot of the guts of uh the earlier you know earlier part of the workflow of genomics magical i want the vcf you know the you know you guys know what vcf is some of you do i want the variation data to come out magically um so that we don't have to think about it you know uh and you know the the, the whole world is being transformed by data by machine learning by artificial intelligence and, you know, we are focusing on the biological side uh, because that's exploding exponentially. We think this, the 2020s, I mean, 
We're in the middle of the 2020s now. This is the decade where the read revolution of genomics is happening. We also, and like this is like into the future, we don't, not the purview of this podcast. You know, we do believe that uh, genetic engineering and other things will open up many avenues. There's a lot more we could say. Um, we're, we're out of time well, right now, but we, we can yeah. close out and just say we want to advance science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to, and, and, and going back yeah, to yeah. the stories of why all of us are here yeah. and the different areas that we care about for that. I mean, the, you're, you're right, the output is we get real cures in people's hands faster by yeah. existing. Yeah. Right? And, but, but the researchers are the ones that have to do that. Yeah. And we want to make them. Yeah. able to do that faster yeah yeah and more easily and if you yeah. guys want more information uh you can you know you can find us on social media or linkedin um also we will be in sf at various jpm events mm -hmm. uh and we're going to be at plant and animal genomes like swing by their booth mm -hmm. uh and you know you know where you can find me online and uh you know the generate website will be linked um you know i hope you guys found this interesting um i know you guys are curious well I, I hope i say that some of your curiosity and you know introduce you to shantanu and taylor uh and yeah i mean it's the business um i hope you guys are interested in what we're doing but also what i am doing here is hopefully also producing is going to result in more interestingness for you outside of this business itself right and i think that's what we're all i mean yeah. okay <laughs> knowing that you have a disease is not interesting but it's actionable okay so interestingness yeah. and actionableness that's well, what i'm gonna say knowing that you have the disease yeah then preventing you from having the disease and then curing the disease yes yeah so that right? that's super interesting yeah right? yeah and so um anyway with that uh, i'll close it out um thank you for listening uh for this uh somewhat different podcast but um you know back to our regular programming soon enough actually uh i after you, a couple of days after you listen to this, uh, you know, if you've gotten this far, like tune in because uh, Seth's podcast will drop, and like it's kind of going to be in the similar vein, actually, about machine learning and artificial intelligence and how that's transforming the productivity. Like what he did uh, for writing a uh, science, sciency kind of data sciency book, we want to do for biological science. That's that's what I'm going to say. Okay, so with that, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please make sure to sign up for our mailing list on the Generate website, generate.com, and join our journey into the intersections of biology and technology.